Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Welcome to our stories and baptisms. Welcome tonight. Um, we have 10 people being baptized, which we are really thrilled about tonight, thrilled and excited about this. If you've never been to a water baptism before, then you're more than welcome. We, I'm so excited you're here. This is the place that your family member or friend has invited you to come along to watch them publicly declare what they've done privately. That's basically what baptism is all about. It's a public declaration of faith in Christ. So it's basically them telling you what they've done in here. But it's more than that. It's more, obviously, more than that. It's, um, it's them telling the heavenlies. It's making a declaration into the heavenly realms. That's why I'll guarantee you, without having spoke to too many of them this week, I'll guarantee you they got a bit of a battering this week, I would imagine, um, because the enemy hates us. The devil hates it whenever his, his people um, come into the waters of baptism. I had a friend who served the Lord in Africa for many, many years as a missionary, and he often said that seeing people saved didn't seem to get the same result as trying to get people baptized. He says whenever they went to baptize people, it just felt like all hell broke loose. And it was like the enemy knew they were lost, knew the enemy knew he'd lost them um, over to the kingdom of uh, God, but he didn't want anybody to know. Secret disciples, keep it a secret. And, um, and so this is a beautiful thing. There's a, be- there's a lovely verse, Colossians 1, one of my favorite passages in the early verses in around 9 and 10 of Colossians 1. It says that what happens is that God actually redeems us out of the kingdom of darkness and, and, and I'd say it as a, a, a stooping, because that's what grace does, you see. Grace stoops, and, and he comes, and he, and he stoops, and he, he lifts us. The Bible says he redeems us out of the kingdom of, of darkness, and he transfers us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Isn't that amazing? So he, he takes us out of this, out of darkness, and, and then he transfers. That's why Paul would say when he writes to Ephesus that we are, once were aliens to God, but not now we're children, uh, sons and daughters of God, all right? So to be true to our invitation tonight, the stories and baptisms, let's begin by reading probably the greatest story of all time, um, if I can get this machine to work, okay? Okay. Um, can we go on one there for me? I seem to be... There we go. Yep. Um, this is uh, my key verse tonight. John 1, uh, 11 and 12 says this. He, Jesus, came to those who were his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. That's a pretty powerful verse, all right? And in that verse, we have this idea if you jump on another one there for me, I don't know what's wrong with this machine, but um, uh, he, imagine, imagine the fact that he came to his own. No, back one. That, don't give it away. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dave and Laura, that was for you. It's <laughs> your flight tomorrow. Um, so so um, the greatest moment ever, ever, ever to 
arriving planet Earth was this moment. The moment that the feet of Jesus Christ would touch planet Earth. One of my favorite verses, or one of my many favorites, is Galatians 4.4, and it talks about when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman. And I get this image that Jesus is standing with His feet, as it were, on a, on a doorstop, on a, uh, on, a, on a threshold, waiting for the, for the command to go. And when the fullness of time, just at the right time, just at that moment, when God gave the go-ahead, Jesus steps out of eternity into time, and He came onto His own. That was the greatest moment ever ever would be recorded. It's a pretty incredible moment. It's the moment that would change the world forever. History itself would divide around this man. We would, from this point on, we would talk about A.D. and B.C. We would talk about before Christ. We would talk about Anno Domini, then the year of our Lord. We would, we would, history, everything would hinge around this man. Now, we've seen great moments. If you jump onto that next slide, that's a great moment. That actually is in a place called Kitty Hawk, and they called the plane after the place. And um, you'll know it. It was the two brothers, the Wright brothers, um, um, Orville and Wilbur Wright, who back in 1903, on the 17th of December, um, got something off the ground, <laughs> um, literally. And so they named this um, plane, their first plane, Kitty Hawk, as I say, in line with the place where it happened near North Carolina. And boom, air travel was born. Pretty, pretty great moment. But it wasn't the greatest moment. Or this next one, this one, um, if you jump on another one, Sam, um, this one, this is uh, um, George Stevenson back in Newcastle in Tyne, believe it or not, 1814, he invented the locomotive. Now, he wasn't the first to do that. Locomotives were being used from the 1500s, um, in around mid-1500s, but he certainly was the pioneer of the Great British Railroad as we would know it today, and this locomotive was called the Blucher, um, made at Killingworth Colliery near Newcastle-upon-Tyne. A great moment. This was a great moment for rail travel, but um, it was not the greatest moment, all right? A few verses on down in the passage that we read, in our next verse, we'll see in verse 14, it says, the word Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. He became flesh. Um, I love the way Peterson puts this. Peterson says he became flesh and he moved into the neighborhood. He, he came and he dwelt among us. He made his home amongst us. This is the, the God that we have. Now, I love John's epistle or John's gospel because he presents to us Jesus in a whole unique way. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are known as the synoptic gospels because they're a similar story told by different personalities. But John's a standalone. John, this person who he called himself the person that Jesus loved, would say this in our next slide in the first three verses of John 1. He would say, in the beginning was the Word. And what, what he does here, he takes he takes. He takes it right back to before the beginning of time, before Genesis 1-1. So when you read in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God. John takes us back before that. He says, before even the beginning, before the creation, before anything in Genesis 1, he said there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without 
Him was not anything made that was made. This is a sort of a, a God that was in all and over all and through all. This was a God who, who could do things like this. Look at the next slide, you see. He could, he could um, get our little earth. We think we're big, don't we? The little arrow down to the thing, that's earth. All right, we think we, it sort of makes you a little bit humble, doesn't it? Makes you a little bit humble when you see how big we are and compared to Jupiter and all these other ones. And this is our sun. And if you think the sun is big, then jump onto the next slide, you see. Um, that's the sun down that little white arrow down in the left-hand corner. That's the sun. And these other boils are a lot bigger, as you can see. And this is, what, this is the God that we're talking about tonight. This is the God who was from the beginning. This is the God who said, let there be. And it was. This was the God who said, let there be light. And light began 23 or 93 million miles a second. Light started when God spoke out of his mouth. That means, I've told you this often, if I had a light gun and I were to shoot it through Heather here, it would go through her and round the world seven times before she could step out of the road. That's how fast light goes. This is God. This is the God that we serve. This is the God that we know. It's estimated that the edge of our Milky Way lies about 100,000 light years away um, and contains anywhere from two to 400 billion stars, our Milky Way. Now, just to put that... Google's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Just to put that into some kind of thought that you can work out, if you wanted to drive to it in your car and you did an average of 60 miles an hour, it would take you just shy of 700,000 years, give or take a few days. Pretty awesome, isn't it? This is the God we serve. And that's just one that we know about. The astronomers have tried to estimate the number of missed galaxies in previous studies and come up with a number. We do hear this. This will bend your brain. They've come up with an idea that there could be as many as two trillion galaxies. <laughs> I, I love this stuff because it makes me realize just how huge God is. Now, in 1990, go to the next one, in 1990, they developed this machine, which is called the Space Hubble, and that just gives you the idea of the size of her. She's about the size of a bus, all right? And the shot that's up into space, she's still up there, actually. She's been decommissioned a few years ago, but she's still up there about 332 miles uh, above us at this moment in time. Um, not doing an awful lot there, but she um, would bring us back pictures unknown like before. In the next slide, she would bring back pictures of galaxies and stars and things that God, just in his majesty, would, inv would, would just say, let there be, let there be. It's a proven fact. It's a proven fact now that the, they believe that the, the universe is growing. The universe is continuing to grow all the time. It's expanding, ever expanding. It has never stopped. And the power of God's voice. This is the power of God's voice. Now, um, the, the, the furthest picture she's ever taken, this Hubble, is in the next slide. Um, this is going to bend your brain. It's called, the, the star is called the Red Star. And the Arendelle are, is known as the Morning Star. And they reckon that she could be out as far as 1,300 billion light years. <laughs> Work that into your head. This is the size of the universe. This is the, um, but, but one of the things that I've loved more than anything is uh, um, what they did was they, and if you, if you go to www.com, 
um, hubblesite.org. You'll get all this stuff. It's pretty good. And what happened was she, she, she this, 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 she began to find these black holes in the universe. And when she would go through these black holes, she would find other galaxies that we'd never known about before. And right in the middle of our universe, at the entrance of a black hole into these other galaxies, this is what, this is what the Hubble took in the next slide. Um, that's what it took. Right in the middle of our universe. Right in the middle of what mysteries that man is trying to develop, that everybody's trying to figure out, um, spending billions upon billions upon billions of dollars and pounds, and in the middle of it all, um, we find the cross. In the middle of it all, we find the power of God. We find the power of God at work. He's fine, by the way. He's not annoying me one bit, so... This is where we let kids come. Kids are great, all right? So he's brilliant. Um, and so there's, 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 there's power in this. There's beauty in this. The power of the cross stands at the very center of the universe. The Bible, I often say, is a hymn book. It's all about him. The Old Testament points to, towards him. The New Testament points back to him. And everything points to one day that he will return. Jesus is coming there is no doubt, and he's coming to earth, and the greatest moment is when Jesus came. But if that was the greatest moment, then the next little line in the verse, if you jump on to our next slide, says this, that his own did not receive him. If him coming was the greatest moment, then people not receiving him must be by far the greatest mistake must be the greatest mistake ever to make that we would reject him. To miss him is to miss everything. The Scriptures remind us, by the way, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Our good works don't make it, folks. Doing the best you can is not enough. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus walked on the water in the middle of a storm, and when he arrived at the boat, Peter um, asked his permission to do likewise, and, and he was getting on okay. He steps out of the boat, and he begins to walk in the water, and he's getting on okay until he takes his eyes off Jesus and onto the angry um, storm, and, and, and then it all starts to go pear-shaped. Now, I want us to watch a little short video. Heather um, and uh, David put together a little video. Let's watch this video of someone who made this the greatest moment of her life before it ever became the greatest mistake. Let's look at the greatest moment of Heather's life a little moment. Let's watch the screens. Hi, David, and this is my mom, Heather. She is getting baptized today, which I'm very, very excited about. You know, before I came to the Lord, my life was a bit turbulent, hell of and uh, she was the one that was burdened for me. Uh, and then whenever I give my life to the Lord, I've been the one burdened for her and concerned, you know, that she would actually give her life to Jesus. And every now and again, we'd have a wee conversation. And it's all, you know, when you're talking to your mom, it's really awkward. Like, how do I talk? You know, she's brought me up. She's, she's taught me everything. So how do I now try and teach her something? Your opportunity came last year. Yeah, well, we went sneaky sometimes. Nicky put a Bible app on my phone, <laughs> and I didn't realise even Tobit was there. 
And suddenly I just started reading these wee verses every day, got really into it, got really interested in it. And then my friend was going to church and I started asking her questions and it just all stemmed from there, didn't it? Yeah. And it's, as I say, it's really hard for me to say again because I was like, I've been burdened for my mom for so long. <laughs> and I prayed so many big prayers and spent lots of time on my knees for this wee moment here. <laughs> and then I suddenly phoned him last October to tell him, guess what? I'm seeing. Now I know that I'm getting baptised. It's amazing and I can't wait. Yeah, so it's a whole new chapter in our life and uh, we hope that all the best for today. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So good, isn't it? Yeah. For that. For that, that became Heather's greatest moment. Greatest moment. And there is something beautiful about that. And as I say, our good works don't make it. Doing the best you can doesn't make it. It's not enough. And back to our story where Peter is walking in the water. And um, as he's walking on the water, he gets his eyes off Jesus. And he looks down to the waves. And the moment he gets his eyes off Jesus, he begins to sink. And he cries out. He cries, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. And um, that's the cry that needed to sort out all of his misconceptions at that moment in time. And the Bible reminds us in that story that God reached out, Jesus reached out and, and saved him. And they went back and got into the boat. It's a cry that takes us to the end of herself. Lord, save me. It's a cry that says, I'm a sinner and my own efforts fall short. It's a cry of repentance saying, I'm sorry for my sin and for trusting in my own silly adventures. I repent of my sin and I turn to you. And if that's you tonight, then this would be a great night because what would happen, all right? He came onto his own, the greatest moment. His own did not receive him, the greatest mistake. If you were to receive him tonight, two things would happen. It's on our next slide. Two things would happen. It would be the greatest move that you would ever make and you become part of the greatest team. It would be the greatest membership to be part of the family of God. Those are incredible things. It says um, uh, on that last little bit of the verse, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right, not beautiful, he gave them the right to become the children of God. We've got another story. Let's watch the screens again. We'll have another story from someone else being baptized tonight. I'm Owen McConville, and um, I, I grew up in the Birches outside Portadown. I had a class childhood. Um, I was always really sporty. I'd said the main theme of my life uh, growing up was, you know, sports. I absolutely loved playing football and uh, Gaelic football. Played for Dungannon Swifts Reserves for a couple of years, and then I eventually moved to the Anna, and I'm currently playing for Ballyclare Comrades. I always believed in God from a young age. I always knew that um, I needed to get right with God, but I always thought it's something you do when you're older. I would have attended church um, regularly with my family, but I was just sort of forced to go on a Sunday morning. Going through school, I always would have been messing about, I always would have been part of the inner crowd, getting myself into trouble just for various things. 
There was a fella from school who kept inviting me to the SU weekend. I didn't really like going to church or going to things at SU because I always feel I felt very conflicted. I felt as if like I wasn't living my life the way that I knew was right and I always felt quite a lot of shame, you know, in some of the things that I had done. Said no to him a couple of times. Uh, he kept at it and then eventually said, right, I'll go on the weekend because there's a couple of lads I was friendly enough with going on the weekend. Wasn't really enjoying it that much, felt a wee bit out of place. I had been like hanging about outside because I didn't want to go to my small group and then I was walking late through one of the other small groups to get to mine. And I remember my ma's teacher, he was um, sitting with his small group and he was, uh, he was just telling them about the way he would have acted in school and he would have been part of the inner crowd and he would have been acting a different way at home than he was uh, in, in school and things like that and just trying to please people. And he said that at the end of the day, um, all that's going to be left, you know, is your is your name on a on a headstone. How much crack you were, or how much you were able to drink, or how funny people thought you were, none of that was going to matter then. It was going, you know, whenever you die, you're going to be before God, and that's you have a relationship with Jesus. I just sat sat in with their group and just listened um, until he was finished. There was a lot more said, but I just remember feeling a bit, just feeling like as if something was working on me. I didn't know how to describe it. And I just realized that all those things in my life that I had like placed value on and had thought like I was always gonna put off God for these things, um, I realized that I couldn't wait any longer. And I would say that's the night that I decided I was gonna be, become a Christian. Then I would say what happened was we all, like when we were in Upper Sick, we all started hitting the age where, you know, we were we were allowed to go out drinking, you know, legally, when we were all 18. I would have started off, you know, just starting to, to drink a bit, but then it progressed to more and more. And then I started talking less about me being a Christian and it kind of just like faded into the background. And like, you know, a lot of the people I was hanging about with, some of them wouldn't even have knew that I was a Christian and it never came up in conversation. Finished school and then I was for uni. When I got to uni, um, I, I moved into the Holy Lands and <laughs> there was nothing too holy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really far from God at this stage. I was just going out, you know, two, three, four, five times a week, um, partying, just drinking the head off myself, experiencing everything I could. I was trying to gain some sort of satisfaction from these things or I thought it would bring me happiness or I thought you know at the time it was good crack but what I noticed was the more the more I delved into all of those things the more empty I was feeling. I knew something was missing and I knew that it was because I wasn't walking with God. I just felt as if like I, I couldn't come back to God. I felt a lot of shame. It just so happened that a couple of Christians had joined um, Anna United at that time, a football team. I didn't want to get into any big conversations with them about faith. Um, there was one time I was just feeling completely fed up of, you know, the life that I was living, of drinking and, and partying and like staying out all hours. And it was me and one of my teammates, uh, Jonah, uh, were left in the changing room um, after training. And he was a Christian and he started like asking me questions about what I believed in. And I was just feeling like so uncomfortable. Um, but then I turned around and I was like, like I, I do believe in God, but I'm not living right at all. And I just remember him saying to me, like, God doesn't care about what you've done. He loves you and he wants you, you know, and there's, not, there's nothing you could have done that, you know, God will not, you know, take you back or um, he won't stop loving you. And 
left the football club that time and I was waiting on a lift back from Portadown from the lads I lived with in Belfast and I remember sitting in the car um, just thinking about what he had said about how much God loved me and you know it didn't matter what I had done that I was I was still forgiven and it was at that moment that I just said right I can't you know I can't do this anymore like running from God and I decided that I was just gonna you know follow God and just give it my all and knew that I was gonna make mistakes but that was the moment I decided to be uh, full on for Jesus. Looking back on everything from start to finish I can definitely see what God has done in my life you know ever since I decided to, to walk with God um, I felt that just knowing his love and forgiveness and uh, just knowing that there's a God that knows everything that you've ever done, knows you know every sin, every time you've strayed away, but he still loves you deeply enough that uh, he would die for you and he would do it again a thousand times. Um, and I just, I'm so thankful that I've learned that. Come on. Well done. Well done, Heather. Owen, they made the greatest move to become part of the greatest membership. There's nothing better than that. And um, that's something that will not just stand them in time, but it will stand them through all eternity. Imagine that. Something that they'll take through all eternity. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior tonight, it's a simple decision just to do what Heather and Owen have led us so powerfully in what to do. Just repent of our sins, ask Jesus into our life. And tonight, these people, um, they're going to step into the waters of baptism. And what they're doing, as I said at the beginning, they're identifying themselves with the Lord Jesus. And you might think, well, what does that mean? How does it? Well, basically, there's a great chapter um, in Romans 6 that is probably one of the best chapters that explains baptism. I think I might have it on the next slide, um, just to the try it there. Yes, I have. Identifying with Jesus. Basically, um, basically what they'll do, they're going to come and um, sit down on the side of this tank, throw their legs in, sit down in facing you, um, and then two people, some of their family members and some others of us will be one on the other side. Um, they'll make a commitment to the Lord um, that they've already done. Um, uh, I'll lead them in that. And basically, as they get into the tank, they're identifying with the death of the Lord Jesus. And then they're going to go under the water, right under, all right, for five or ten minutes. <laughs> it was a joke, sorry. Um, they're going to go right under the water, and they identify with the burial of Jesus, and they come up very quickly, Mo. <laughs> and, um, and basically, as you come up, you identify with the resurrection of the Lord. There's something beautiful about it. And um, somebody said, if you're, if you're struggling with um, old habits and sin in your life, maybe it's because you haven't buried them. And so there's something beautiful about the waters of baptism, and that's what they're about to do. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to start. Um, and uh, we have 10 to do. We'll do them very quickly. And uh, just encourage them as you can. Some of our elders will be about to pray with them. This mat gets quite slippy. It's just keeping the water off the floor for us. But please be careful on it. Some of our elders will be about just to make sure you don't slip. Um, but just be careful. Father, thank you for your goodness and your love. Thank you for um, the greatest moment that ever 
happened, that Jesus came. Lord, we're aware that tonight that maybe someone in the room could be making the greatest mistake tonight and walking out, not receiving him. That would be a mistake, the greatest mistake. But for those who are about to do this tonight, they've made the greatest move and they've become part of the greatest membership that has ever landed on planet Earth, the family of God, sons and daughters of God. And as John says in a little epistle, and so you are. So God, be with us tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Mo, we're going with you first. So some of our guys, would you help with just Mo and the... You jump in there. All right. Yeah. Don't be coping in there. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Let's see. Great. And then if you just sit down, just and you pull up to the front a wee bit, just sit down there. Let's see. You go down on your right down on your bottom if you can. Mo, it's better. Get you back. There you go. Is there two sisters? Yeah. Mo, you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart and with all your soul. You promise with the help of the Holy Spirit to serve him the rest of your days. Mo, in confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and at your own request, your sisters now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Right back. That's it. Up you come. Right, that side, Mo, if you would. That's great. Hi, my name is Mo, and I didn't believe in Jesus. And on the 23rd of October last year here in Emmanuel, I decided to give my life to Jesus. And I've been on a roller coaster of a journey since then. So I'm getting baptised on Easter Sunday. And I believe when I rise out of the waters, I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I hope and pray that... I can walk that journey with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit the rest of my life. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Girls, you were, def you were definitely making sure she was baptized, weren't you? <laughs> okay, Heather. Um, Heather's coming. And... Um, Hello, my name's Heather. I got saved last October. And I am getting baptised today, and I am so happy to do so. Just been around for Brilliant. This face. Just down it. That's you. Right, David, don't hold her under too long. <laughs> Heather, you love the Lord Jesus? Yes. You do. And you promise with the help of the Holy Spirit to serve him the rest of your days. I do. Heather, in confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and at your own request, David and Cheryl, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Brilliant. Give her a hand up. Brilliant. City. Hi, 
All right, Sadie. Sadie, you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart? Yes. You promised with the help of the Holy Spirit to serve him the rest of your days? Yes. Good. See it in confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not your own requests. Your dad and I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Good girl. Brilliant. Come on. Ella. All the Moinies tonight. There'll be some party in the Moini house. I want to be baptized because I want to make a statement in my faith in Jesus and that I want to live for him. Brilliant. All right, Ella. All right. Ella, I don't know how you're going to get that hair dried tonight. That's <laughs> definitely easier than mine, that's for, or harder than mine. So, Ella, you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart. Yeah. You promise with the help of the Holy Spirit to serve him the rest of your days. In confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and at your own request, your dad and I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. There we go. Good girl. Wow. Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. I want to be baptized because I want to be obedient to Jesus' commands in the Bible and I want to be rebirthed into new life. Brilliant. All right, Tom, come forward to me, bit so we don't bang your head. You love the Lord Jesus, Tom, with all your heart? Good. You promise with the help of the Holy Spirit to serve him the rest of your days? Tom, in confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and at your own request, your dad and Ryan now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Brilliant. Susan. Brilliant. And Charmaine. There you go. Hi, my name is Susan. I got saved during Alpha last March and I'm getting baptised today um, to show my commitment to Jesus. You alright? Brilliant. <laughs> Susan, you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart and all your soul. I know you do. And you promise with the help of the Holy Spirit to serve him the rest of your days. Susan, confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not your own request. We now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Brilliant. All right, love. Here's your shoes. Brilliant. We're going good. Emma. My name's Emma and I decided to get baptized after the vital weekend, whatever I had an encounter with God. I decided it was time to take I the next step in my faith sure. journey and show everyone that I want to continue to follow Jesus. All right, Emma. Emma, you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart. You promise with the help of the Holy Spirit to serve him the rest of your days. Emma, in confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and at your own request, Lauren and I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Yeah. Brilliant. Lee. Where's Leah? There we go. And Maddie and Hannah are coming. Leah, you're... Hi, my name is Leah and I want to get baptised as a declaration of my love for Jesus and as a way of leaving my past behind. Brilliant. Right, Leah. Do you trust these two girls, like? Yep. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Leah, you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart. And you promise with the help of the Holy Spirit to serve him the rest of your life. Yep. Good. Leah, in confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not your own request, Hannah and Mary, your friends, now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Brilliant. Andre. Hi, I'm Andrew, and I want to get baptized because I want to publicly declare my love to Jesus, and I want to ask the Lord Jesus to forgive me for all my sins. Brilliant. Super. They're all, everybody's special, but it's always kind of special when you're baptizing your own grandson. This is my grandson. So this is a special honor that I'm very proud to do, Andrew. And you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart. Yes. You promise with the help of the Holy Spirit to serve him for the rest of your days. Yes. In confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not your own request, your dad and I, now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Brilliant. Owen. Robbie and Dixie. I hope you support the same team as those two boys or not. You're in big trouble. All right, he does. That's good. Hi, my name's Owen, uh, and I decided to follow Jesus a couple of years ago, uh, and it's just something that's been on my heart and on my mind uh, for the last year or so that I really need to get baptized because it's a command from Jesus, believe and be baptized. So I just think it's about time. Brilliant. Brilliant. Maybe if our, our, our worship team want to head up, because this is Owen's last, so if our worship team want to head up, well, Owen, you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart and all your soul. That video was amazing. I watched it three or four times, as I did Heather's, and I cried every time I watched them, so I know you love the Lord. You promise, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to serve him the rest of your days. Yes. Owen, confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not your own request, we now baptize you, Robbie and Dixie. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Brilliant. Thank you so much, family and friends. If you've never been to a baptism, I'm sure you found that interesting. It's pretty moving, isn't it? It's pretty powerful imagery and a very powerful thing that these people have done. I got baptized on the 9th of December, 1970. My brother Jeff's sitting down there, and him and I 
and another one of my brothers, Kenny, we got baptized on the same night, 9th of December, 1970. It's a long time ago, but it's etched in my mind. It was one of the greatest nights of my life. It was the day after my 12th birthday, and um, you're all now doing the mass, 65 this year, so I'll save you the bother. But um, I'll not tell you Jeff's age. But, um, <clears throat> but it's, it, it's, it's just a powerful thing to do. And I hope just we're, we're going to do tea and coffee after this. We're, um, we, we would love just to stay around and encourage the families. Um, a happy Easter to everyone. We're going to worship out with one song. Rick's going to come and close us off. So thanks so much for coming and joining in this very powerful night with all of our family and friends. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.